I realize, you know, my body doesn't really trust me or I don't really, I never really trusted my body. I always beat it up and I didn't love it in the way that I love everybody else. Welcome to Somatic Digest, the podcast, the place you come to find love, joy, and acceptance in your body. I'm your host, Kim, a registered dietitian whose mission is to bring tangible tips for you to build the ideal relationship with your body. I'll be sharing principles to connect you back to your natural state of being. We will honor emotions and create conversations that will allow your nervous system to relax. Throughout the episodes, you will develop an understanding to what your body is truly telling you. I'm so grateful you're here. Be sure to subscribe. Now let's get to the show. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a good old girlfriend chat. I am talking to you all about awareness. I had a conversation with a client recently, and we were talking a lot about awareness, and I felt some things that I was saying to her were things that I needed to say to myself. And so I felt that this was a perfect podcast episode to just have a good old girlfriend chat with you. I love the Gene Keys. I've talked about the Gene Keys a few times on the podcast. So this episode is really going to be bringing in some of my experience with contemplating the Gene Keys and how that has helped my awareness. The Gene Keys are a set of teachings by a gentleman named Richard Rudd. And when I was thinking about like, how can I explain to someone who might not know what the Gene Keys are, how can I explain this to you? Because they can be extremely dense and they're definitely philosophical and like a very broad way of thinking to spark your own contemplation, like in introspective contemplation. So I went to the website to see like, what does he say the Gene Keys are, right? As the teacher. And, and this is what the website had said. So the Gene Keys are a living wisdom. They are teachings to absorb, contemplate, and apply in your daily life. As you allow them to percolate inside you, one by one, your troubles will begin to fall away and you will find yourself inhabiting a new and brighter life. Sign me up, right? Like, come on, sign me up. And when I think about one by one, your troubles, in my experience, when something comes up, like, uh, Actually, on a recent client call, we were talking about like thinking about something that may have happened 20 years ago. If something comes in your awareness like that, like it comes into your mind and you're thinking about like, why did that happen? Or what? Why am I thinking about something that happened, you know, in college? That is the topic of contemplation. Even just that, like, oh, why am I thinking about that? That awareness could trigger. like a healing or maybe a breakthrough, maybe an insight that is going to allow that memory to dissolve and be put on the shelf 
in a nice, packed, neatly way. And I think that taking this approach with everything in life helps, I mean, like Richard Rudd said, inhabit a new and brighter life. So I have been using the Gene Keys in my life for almost a year. And recently, I realized that I needed to anchor back in to the contemplative approach that Richard Rudd outlines for all challenges in my life. So I was talking to a client recently, and we were just talking about the awareness of your hunger cues. So when you get into my program, we really just like pause. A lot of times we're living our lives very fast. We're just, we're going through the motions like all of us are. Like life, we have stresses. We may have kids. We, you have a partner. You got a job. You have your career. Like there is so many things that I almost picture an octopus, right? You have so many tentacles coming out and I'm asking you like, okay, can we just retract some of them? Not physically, right? Because you obviously still have to show up to work. You still have to show up in all these places. But how can we tap back in to our heartbeat? Think about this. You, your heart is beating all the time. And you might not notice this like quiet pulsing inside of you until it's pounding in your chest. Then it, it gets your attention like, whoa, something's going on. Your hunger sensation is exactly the same. It whispers. It whispers. It starts to get a little bit louder. And then it's screaming at you. And you don't even know it until you're screaming at someone else. And then they're like, uh, have you eaten today? And you're like, oh, shit, no. Like. It's the same sensations. So I always tell my clients, we need to just stop so that we can start to hear the whispers again. And when I was saying this to my client, I realized, okay, maybe I need to also be saying this to myself in another aspect of my life. One thing I love about intuitive eating is that once you inhabit these principles and you start really slowing down to hear the sensations of your body and respond to them, like give yourself what you need in that moment. Other aspects of your life, it ripples out. It makes other aspects of your life so much better because it's almost like osmosis. So I'm a science brain, right? Being a registered dietitian, I love science and how the body works and things like that. So osmosis is literally just water moving from a place that's really dense to another place that's not so dense, really creating this equilibrium, right? And that is exactly what we're trying to do emotionally, physically. We're always looking for balance. And so if we can take this approach, and in my experience, this is what happens with intuitive eating, how you start to approach yourself and becoming more compassionate with yourself, then it ripples out like through, you know, this analogy, osmosis, to create balance in other aspects of your life. So let's get into this approach because I feel it's so important. So the approach that Richard Rudd talks about, this is out of his book, uh, The Art of Contemplation. So everything 
with the Gene Keys is really just bringing this compassionate way of thinking about things through contemplation. And one of the ways that he says to do this is to allow, accept, embrace. I view allowing as awareness, right? So he kind of says it's just like allowing the feelings to be present. Like maybe there's some emotional pains coming through. Maybe there's a, a physical pain coming in. It's really just allowing that. And what I find in my experience is that we have created barbed wires around some painful experiences or sensations in our body. And it could even be hunger. I have seen that hunger can be something we fear because if we respond to hunger, if we eat, one, we might have a negative experience with that. We might fear what happens to our body if we do eat. So we create barbed wires around these sensations to avoid feeling them, which in turn means we're not allowing it. If you don't allow something to happen, you're not taking the first step for change. It could even be as simple as, I know I have this problem. I'm allowing myself to maybe get curious on if I can accept it and then finding help to accept that. So there's no, there's no agenda with allowing. Like you're just really opening up a door to see, like, can I shed the light on this? This is, this is an analogy I always think about. So I have done years of therapy that over a decade, and I think of anything that you want to change or something that you want to look at as looking in a dark, dusty closet. I actually talked about this with Stephen Reader um, on the podcast all about body acceptance and weight stigma. Him and I, he he's a therapist. If you haven't listened to that episode, good episode. Him and I were talking about a healing journey and he was saying an addict. I think that I always think of a closet. But so let's say that you're like, oh, I have to clean this closet out. But you know it's going to be dusty. There's a lot of shit in there that you don't want to look at. You don't want to unpack it. You don't want to give it away. Maybe not of it. It's not even all yours, but it's been now it is yours because it's in your house. Awareness or allowing is just starting to open the door. Like we're not looking at it. We're not dusting anything. We're not pulling anything out. We're simply just opening the door. And it feels daunting, right? Like it might be as simple as like, oh man, that's that's it today. Like that was enough of what I can do. I can do this enough. I read this book, uh, Atomic Habits. Can't remember the author, but where he talks about habit stacking. Habit stacking as a way of like, let's say you want to work out. So in my program, we really focus on reframing your mindset to exercise because body image is infiltrated in almost everything that we do. So how can we rebuild our relationship to exercise coming from a place of compassion and love? And I'm doing this for my body, not as a punishment to my body. So in the book, 
Atomic Habits, he talks about habit stacking being, let's say, every single day you brush your teeth consistently. Like that is a habit. You wake up, you go pee, you brush your teeth. If you attach another habit onto a habit that you already do, it makes it easier to stick to that habit. So what happens though is especially in the world of fitness and exercise and I've done a lot of contemplating lately on movement for me personally we like to go 0 to 100 like it's this all or nothing approach yet again that we like to just go gung ho and show up and get there because if we're there then we're going to we're going to give it 110% but then we burn out right? We we have done too much. We fatigue our muscles. It hurts. It's painful. There's no way we can go back again. So if we think about this as an approach that we do everything in life, like how you do 10% is how you do the 100%. This is how we approach everything we do in life. So if we just decided, using the same example of working out, that maybe the first step is going to be we just put our shoes on. Like we just stand on the treadmill because majority of the effort is just getting there to do it. Like maybe it's just something simple. Maybe it's just a light stretch or a walk in the sun. It doesn't have to be this intense effort, this all or nothing mindset, because that isn't allowing the change to fully happen. Now, the second stage of this breakthrough process that Richard Rudd says is acceptance. So going back to like the dusty old closet, let's say for a while you're like, yeah, I'm going to allow that I need to clean out this closet, but I'm not fully accepting it yet right? Like I'm not fully in the muck yet. I'm not pulling anything out. I'm not starting to sneeze with the dust. I'm just like opening up the door and like, ugh, closing it. (laughs) Then opening up the door again, closing it. That's allowing, allowing this to be on your to-do list. Acceptance occurs when we start to get used to the discomfort. Like we're starting to, we're starting to pull things out, right? We're starting to realize like, yeah, this needs to be done. Might not be a good task to do. Doesn't always feel that great, but we have to do it. And eventually we start to realize that it's going to take time to rebuild the trust. This is what I see a lot of times with my clients. Like we get into allowing like, okay, we're just going to start assessing what hunger feels like for us. And I take us through a worksheet. We really figure out what it feels like specifically to you because I mean, I know a lot of us think we're all the same, but we're, we're not. We're all different. We're all supposed to be different. And it's okay if things feel different for you. I want you to know what your truth is. What is your experience? And so that's what we really get into And then we start to realize as we're accepting like, wow, I haven't really ever done this. I've never taken this compassionate approach with myself. I've never really understood what hunger feels like for me. I always just use the clock or I just, 
you know, ate when someone else was eating. And then we start to go kind of through this like grief, like, oh man, I realize, you know, my body doesn't really trust me or I don't really, I never really trusted my body. I always beat it up and I didn't love it in the way that I love everybody else. So it's really allowing this acceptance to bring us into a more compassionate, like a broader way of understanding like, wow, our bodies are fascinating. Because when you look back on all of your experience, I always think about this. If you have had children, you have a, and I don't, so I, I don't have this experience personally, but what I can envision it being is your body has gone through the biggest challenge and transformation and the amount of pain and hurt and challenges that you endured through birth was not easy, but your body sustained it. Like, I think that's insane. The, the human body is crazy and it's just our mental constructs that make it challenging to understand like we're not going to die, right? And we do the same with emotional pains as well. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to I'm going to die. This is too painful. I can't handle it. Same thing with exercise. This sucks. This hurts. I'm going to die. I can't do it. And then we start to see the limiting beliefs come in. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Same thing. You just allow, allow it and accept like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it again. Oh, I I went another five hours without eating. Okay, I'm doing it again. Now, the third stage is really embracing this. So if we fully accept maybe uh, emotional response that we have to something, right? Like, oh, I always just yell at my husband when he does this. I'm always just doing this. I'm always responding in this way. I'm always just going five hours without eating. I'm always feeling anxious. Once we go through allowing it to happen, accept that that's the way it is, we can fully embrace this. And then it's, that's how we transmute this. That's how we make changes to the closet. So if we go back to that analogy where now we have opened the door, closed the door, opened the door, closed the door, finally decided, all right, we're putting it on the calendar. We're doing it. We're cleaning out the closet. We're dusting it off. We're coughing. We're sneezing. The dust sucks. It's irritating us. It's a mess. I realize now that maybe I took on too much to begin with, but whatever, I'm in it. I'm accepting it. And then we embrace it. We start to get rid of things. We start to put things back where we want to keep them. It's all nice and orderly and clean. Not to say it won't get dusty again and we have to re-clean out the closet, but that is embracing it. Embracing it allows it to really see it from all different angles and come into a more compassionate way. And I see this all the time with our relationship to food and exercise and body image. We have to allow it and accept that maybe we need to start repackaging the way that we approached our bodies, the way that we approached ourselves, the way that we approached food, the way that we coped with our needs using food. And then once we repackage it, we really can embrace ourselves in a way that 
allows us to show up for ourselves, our wellness, our fitness, our health in a way that is most aligned with your truth, your perception, how you want to feel. We've all been approaching ourselves through the lens of other people, at least in my experience, that's how it's been. And going through an intuitive eating journey has really allowed me to repackage these beliefs. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, it really ripples out into other aspects of my life. And it's taking this allowing, accepting, embracing approach with any sort of challenge that you have in your life, whether it's a emotional challenge that you're having personally, right? Those, those, that gremlin that's in our voice in the morning when we're getting ready and really just deciding like, all right, well, today we're just, the two of us are hanging out, right? I'm just going to allow you to be here. I'm just going to accept that you are a part of me and I'm really going to embrace you. You know, and it could even be as simple, like I say to my husband, like, I don't know, today's just, this is how I'm feeling. Today is just one of those days. And it's in me saying that when I accept it, that I can really pivot and transmute that gremlin into something that's actually going to serve me instead of break me down. It could even be in a relationship. Like, I'm sorry, I always say that to you. I'm going to allow that I said that to you. I'm going to accept that I said that to you. And then I'm going to decide to make changes. It could be in the sense of like, wow, I'm going to allow that I never respond to my hunger sensations or I'm always choosing what I think someone else is eating or how they eat or what I should eat or what I should or should not eat. I'm going to accept that maybe that's not my truth anymore and I'm going to embrace in the efforts to change it. I love the Gene Keys. I love how contemplative it is. It's so fun. I could talk about it all day long, but I like to keep these short and sweet. So I'm curious. I want you to try this out. I'd love if you messaged me at the Somatic Dietitian and let me know your experience with allowing, embracing, and accepting. And as always, we'll chat next week. If you have a problem binging, overeating sweets, eating so much of the candy that your stomach hurts, and really finding that your relationship with food is impacting your physical exercise, how you feel about your body, how you feel in your body, how you view your body. I really encourage you to drop into the show notes below and submit your application to my physical decoding program. My physical decoding program is a 12-week one-on-one nutrition coaching container led by me, the registered dietitian who has helped several women overcome these negative impacts, the overeating, the obsessing about food, really not understanding how to use food to fuel your body, but still being able to enjoy the candy and the cupcakes and not missing out on any joys of life because of a restrictive diet. Now is the time to to apply to my physical decoding program. Take your time filling out the application and I can't wait to talk to you soon.